0: Welcome to the Generous Marriage Podcast. Hi, I'm Ziv Raviv.
1: And I'm Shachar Erez.
0: And together we are exploring in the Generous Marriage Podcast, how can you make your relationship more generous with better intimacy and more communication opportunities that feel right and natural and fun. Well, today's interview is going to be with a couple that does that exactly. Uh, that is uh, the couple Marcus and Ashley Kusi. They are also the authors of many books. I really hope that you will enjoy some of the enthusiasm and motivation that they inspire all around them. Shahar, what, what should people look for when they listen to Marcus and Ashley?
1: They should just be open. This couple, they're amazing and they're exciting and they, they, they're wise. Even though they're so young, they have some really cool and practical advice. Just listen and you'll get a lot of value.
0: So we need to take off our hats of uh, we know this it all and these couple are too young to tell us what to do. And just be open for the opportunity to be inspired uh, from a couple that are masters in the relationship and that they share everything in their books. Let's go right into the interview. See you in the other end.
1: Enjoy.
0: Welcome to the Generous
2: Marriage Podcast. Fight less feel appreciated, and have a deeper connection with your spouse. And now your hosts, Shachar Erez and Ziv Raviv.
0: Hello, Generous Marriage Podcast. What's up? Hello, Shachar Erez. Hello. I'm Ziv Raviv, and I'm super excited on today's episode. It's actually an episode with a couple that is... A very inspiring couple. Not only they really work well together, but they even shared a podcast and wrote books talking about Ashley and Marcus Kusi. Hello, Ashley. Hello, Marcus. Hello. Hi. Today, we're going to focus on one of your books because you wrote quite a few of them. And uh, this is the emotional and sexual intimacy in marriage, which is a topic that we touch a lot about this the emotional and the sexual intimacy in marriage. And uh, I want to ask you, first of all, if you don't mind, tell us how did you get to write this book?
2: Well, uh, we just came to a point in our marriage where I felt that something was lacking and that we didn't have the connection. Like the sex was there, but that just the emotional connection wasn't there. And so I just had a conversation with Marcus and we talked about it and we worked it out. We... Mm -hmm you know, figured out what was missing and what we could do to make it better. And then we came up with a plan and then we just decided to share that, you know, the lessons that we learned from that with our audience and write a book about it.
0: And uh, having that happen to you in a relationship, that's pretty natural, isn't it? Yeah, for sure. Um, Like uh, every married couple goes through ups and downs or a long, long uh, downhill of, of downs uh, with in regards to intimacy and, and with connection. And I think it's really, I have to say, it's really cute that you uh, tackled this together and that you've talked about it and communicated about that. What are some of the strategies that you found very efficient for you?
3: Before I talk about strategies, one thing I, want to, I just want to address is that um, sometimes when you're in a relationship, one person might think everything is going well. So like in our case, I thought everything was fine. I felt emotional connection, sexual connection. I thought thought everything was fine, but then Ashley didn't feel that way. So her bringing it up really helped us to to solve that problem. Because for me, it was fine. For her, it wasn't fine. So that communication helped us really well. And with strategies, the most important thing that we've done that really made a big impact for us was that after we put our case to bed, we spent at least 30 minutes just talking about Anything that comes to mind, and that was one of the reasons why we, we wrote our questions for couples, because those questions that we were using to have deeper conversations with each other, and sometimes the conversations will last 30 minutes, sometimes it's like over an hour. And during those periods, we felt that like we were getting that spark back, and it helped us to connect with each other on an inter- emotional level and an intellectual level.
2: I just add that I think it's very closely related to your love language. So quality time is one of my big love languages as well as physical touch. They're tied for me. So to have the physical part from him, but not the quality time, um, I think that's where it was missing for me. So by having those conversations uh, uh, you know, in the evening was something that really filled that cup for me and helped me feel more connected to him.
1: You know, guys, as a couples therapist, it's very common that couples come to me with this, kind of uh, challenges and i gotta say that rekindling the sexual connection is not always easy yes it's quite a challenge and uh, usually it goes through the emotional piece but uh, still i gotta say it's not easy and it's really great that you have some tools and tips on how to
2: to do that yeah i read somewhere recently where It said that some people use sex as a way of connecting with their spouse or their partner. And then other people need to feel connected to their partner before they can have sex with them.
1: Mostly men need sex to open their hearts and mostly women need an open heart to have sex. Yeah, that's true.
3: And it could be vice versa also because it's... Yeah, yeah.
1: Seriously. Yeah,
3: of course. Yeah.
0: (laughs) I wonder if you don't mind sharing like how long did it take for you guys personally to reconnect like that? Was it something that, that created the emotional connection relatively fast or was it something that required a little bit of like recreating the trust as well?
2: So that's the one thing about our marriage and me being married to Marcus is he's very good when I tell him, look, this is really bothering me. Can you help me here, or can you change this? And he's really good at doing exactly what I need him to do. Of course, he's human and he's not perfect, but it just that goes a long way where I've been able to trust him for our marriage. And even when things happen, and I'm like, "What were you thinking?" I can believe that he has the best intentions for me and our relationship. And so, um, it didn't take that long because. That's something we could implement right away, just having those conversations. And then I'll immediately feel like my cup is, is being full. And so as we went through the weeks that followed, it would be like, let's tweak this here. Hey, can you reach out and text me during the day while you're gone when he worked out of the house? And little things like that. I just needed to open up and communicate with him, which was one of the hardest things for me. And it had to be something where it was growth for me that I had to be vulnerable with him and let him know what I needed.
1: That's really key, isn't it? Yes.
2: Because yes. sometimes you can know that you want something, but you don't know exactly what you want, but you're expecting your partner to just be able to read your mind and, and know what you need.
0: I can see my relationship in the while you're talking and especially I, I can relate to the situation from obviously from Markus' point of view. Because if you don't know what you want or what's troubling you or what you need, then it's really fascinating. Like he could have been in the in the dark, not knowing what exactly is the problem. And you could have been growing distant and, and more distant and more distant as time progresses. But you were uh, taking ownership on your needs and on your desires. And, and you've communicated around that and you found ways even later oh, I really enjoy that you text me in the middle of the day. Can you also do that? So you found out what are your needs around connection. Can you tell us a little bit more about what are uh, some of the other uh, tips that people can learn in the emotional and sexual intimacy in marriage book?
3: So with with sexual intimacy, it's, it depends on the individual. For example, some people um, during sex they have to try something new all the time. Some people, they're okay with just, you know, doing whatever they do all the time, like the same thing. And so as a couple, when you talk together, you can learn what each person feels after you have sex or during sex and what makes it better for the person. So for example, for one couple, for one person individual, they might need a longer time with foreplay. For another person, they might need a shorter time with foreplay. For the other person, it could be that during the day there has to be a lot of physical touches for them to be ready with their mind and their bodies to be able to have that intimate connection with their significant other or their partner. So sexually I think the communication really helps and then doing things that will get either one of you in the mood or ready or be able to in a place where you be fully present to enjoy that connection with each other, that intimacy. It's very, very important. Um,
1: so you stop and reflect after having sex. Yeah, you reflect on how it was and what can be better. And yes, we give feedback to each other.
2: What we do is for sex, but for every area of our relationship, we talk about this in the book. Is what we call check-ins. Mm-hmm. So we'll say, "Hey, on a scale of one to ten, with the friendship in our in our marriage, how are you feeling right now? Do you think we're having enough fun in our relationship? How social-wise or um, emotional-wise, intelligent-wise?" Sex-wise, what could we do to make it better? And that helps you always be reflecting on your relationship and seeing where you can tighten things up. Because you know, you can be doing great in one area, but then one area is kind of lacking. So then you can kind of pay attention to all those areas.
1: Daily, weekly, how often?
2: It depends like where you're at. So if you're having a really just a really upset of your relationship, we recommend that you do it more often than not. So Weekly is definitely advised. As it gets, you know, better, you can do it biweekly, monthly. Um, we're at the point where we don't necessarily have to have the check-ins because that communication is now open. So that those check-ins help people who are not used to that open communication. And I mean, talking about sex can be really awkward for some people at first with their partner because, again, it's being vulnerable. And depending on you know how sex was presented to you growing up and as a child and the way you perceive it can be, you know, it's how you relate to it. So
3: yeah. And even um your past like experiences, you could be you could have been somebody who had a sexual trauma as a child or even as an adult. And all of that plays into it. so being able to have that open and honest com- conversation about sex will really enhance your sexual intimacy um for every couple. Like for us, we don't really do the check-ins because every day we are always talking. Like we are in that Continuous conversation loop wherever we are talking and talking. So, if something comes up, if we don't talk about it today, we'll talk about it tomorrow. We don't have to like sit down every week. But if like you're in a relationship whereby it's difficult for you to get your spouse or partner to sit down with you and have that conversation, then you can talk and then have a come to a resolution whereby every week you can sit down together and then talk about your relationship, talk about your marriage, and then see how things are going, what you can improve, and what you can do to just make it a better experience and more fulfilling for you as a couple.
0: What I love about it, is about what you're saying is that like you basically prioritize your relationship. You, you make the relationship important enough that you will keep those check-ins and that you will keep being curious towards one another. And all of that leads to eventually a lot of empathy. I want to ask you about another book that you wrote, which is very intriguing to me. It's the Our Bucket List adventure, Adventures a Journal for Couples. It's not just a book. It's also a journal for people to fill in. Tell us what's that all about.
3: With the Bucket List Adventures Journal, it's pretty much the journal that a couple will sit down to create the bucket list that they want to experience together. And we made it in such a way that you will limit it to only 50 things that you can do at a time. So you just sit down and be, okay, within the next three to five years, they're going to try to do these things together. We're to hit these goals. So for us, like last year, we were able to accomplish about three or four of the bucket list things that we get in that book. And I think,
2: it makes it more realistic because people are like, yeah, I have a bucket list. You know, someday I'll do this. So it's it's more of like it makes it more actionable. So it's like in the next three to five years, this is what I want to do and it's not even just like, you know, skydiving, it's like sexual bucket lists and, and things like that to really bring the couple in. And it started from us feeling like there was a lack of fun in our relationship. Cause we, we always have our kids and we don't have family that live nearby and we're really on our own. So getting time away from the kids is like impossible. So we had to find a way, figure out the fun factor in our relationship.
3: In the book, we have a, like an activity that a couple has to do to come up with the 50 bucket list items they want to do. So it's not just you go in there and then this is all you want to do. And so you just write it down and your partner has to go by it. It's something that you have to do together and you have to agree on.
1: You guys are really brilliant. You, <laughs> you, you have a challenge, you make a book out of it. Uh, yeah. It's beautiful. Yeah.
2: Well, that's what we're not experts, but we are sharing mistakes we've made or issues that we've had, and then we're just sharing it for other people who can be like, hey, this might work for us, and it, it may or it may not.
1: Yeah, you're experts on your own issues, and that's what you share. Exactly. Yes. Beautiful.
0: Wow, uh, I really love. Uh, there's so many types of goals in there in that book for you to choose from. So it's almost like a menu, but it has a good 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 split of categories so you can make the goal specifically for fun or specifically for social and for sex and and what it also forces a couple to do is talk about those important topics and be curious about about each other like okay, what would you get out of it what what is that uh, how will that help you like how will that make you happy and so on so I need to get one do you have a lot of uh, feedbacks that you get from people that will be, uh, were inspired by you or were uh, reading your books and that helped them. I guess you get uh, all sorts of stories like that from people.
3: Yes, we, we get we get emails from our readers and most of them tell us how the books are helpful for them. And like one of the feedback that we've got that we love the most was that I was about a communication book and a couple read it. And because they read it, it helped them to put that, like, stop getting it, it prevent them from getting a divorce because they didn't have the tools or the skill sets to solve what they were going through. But because they read a book, the book provided them with the skills that they needed. And because of that, they were able to resolve their issues slowly. It, it wasn't like they read it, they did it, and then boom, their marriage went from zero to 100. It helped them to be able to build the foundation that they needed to improve upon. That's
2: something that we focus on um, with everything that we write, is our focus is newlyweds and setting up the foundation for that first year. Because we believe that if you have that strong foundation, that your chances of having a successful, healthy, and happy marriage are higher. And so even though we focus for newlyweds, we have, most of our readers have been married more than seven years. Some in the 25s, you know, we get emails from. So this is for any couple who's just wanting to get back to the basics and kind of focus on what can we do to really add some glue and solidify this.
3: So what are the basics in your perspective?
2: (laughs) Well, communication Um, is number one.
3: (laughs) Yeah. Communication is a big thing. Like being able to communicate effectively. It's really big and being open and honest with the communication, not just talking, but being open. Sometimes it's scary, you know, like talking about sex, you know, like what do you want in a bedroom? What you don't want sharing that deep thoughts with your spouse is, it's, it's a difficult thing. Um, so if you're able to do that, that's really helpful. The other thing is, um, seeing each other as equals. So like I wouldn't do anything major without seeking Ashley's input and she wouldn't do the same thing. Um, the other thing is we trust each other and that helps us also. And then, um, friendship, we see each other as friends also, you know, like a an example I can give is when you have a best friend, you know, you can talk to her about anything. Like you're very open, you trust them, you you seek their feedback. So if you view your spouse as your best friend, it will enhance your relationship and enhance your marriage.
2: And then another big one would be empathetic listening. You know, when you're listening to your partner and, and you're not listening to give a response, but you're trying to understand, even though you don't agree with them, just try to understand where they're coming from and what is their intentions. And that saved us so many arguments. I mean, we're from two different cultures. So we have a, we had, and we still have a lot of disagreements. So that communication and empathetic listening, I, to me, is like the top two.
0: Wow. Beautiful. I wonder if you can, because you, you, you research a lot about newlyweds specifically. I wonder if you can point out what are the main pitfalls for newlyweds that you've, you've noticed that are like the, the main risks on that first year.
2: The top like three things that were emailed about the struggles that newlyweds have is communication, number one. They have uh, trouble with their expectations specific to gender roles or their role in the marriage, who's going to do what, specifically when it comes to chores. That's a big one.
3: The other thing that I have observed is um, the whole mindset shift. So like going from thinking about I'm buying this for me, I'm doing this for me, to thinking about now we have to do this for us. I want to get a new car, right? But then my income doesn't support that and my spouse doesn't agree with me going for a loan to buy the car or buying a car that is $100,000 whereby we only make like $50,000 a year. You know, like being able to sit down and adjust your expectations or talk about those things. From I to we. Yeah, Mm -hmm. that mindset shift is really one of the things that we see. And do you have a tip
1: on that? Because that's common, you know, to have this conflict of uh, of needs, of wants. Uh, do you have a tip on how to overcome this kind of challenge?
2: It goes back to communication and empathetic listening. So, you know, if he came to me and he's like, I really want to buy this. It's so, you know, important. And I'm like, we don't have the money for that. Why would we get that, you know? And then he's like, okay, well, this is why I want to do it. And then we just come up with a plan where we can both be like, all right, let's figure out, maybe not right now, but maybe next year, or, you know, find a way to compromise and come up with what works for you and what's realistic.
3: And when we talk about compromise, we're not talking about like letting your needs go away. It's like coming up with a resolution whereby you're both happy with the end result, because don't want to compromise in a sense that one person will be angry or resentful. And or not be 100% on board, but they are saying yes because they are married to you. It has to be something that you are both happy with the resolution.
1: Right. You're actually looking for results that are win win, that in a way nobody compromises. Both of you get what you need. Mm-hmm. And that makes the relationship really nourishing and empowering.
0: I just bet that uh, eventually you will also write about kids and parenting, and then you'll have like the full set. <laughs> <laughs> It's all really, really inspiring to see you guys. The way you operate is just uh, it's just wonderful. So healthy and yet so valuable for, for helping other people as well. Where can people come and learn more about your books and about your podcast and what did you do? All that you do. For
3: anybody who's listening wants to check it out, so our blog is the best place, which is com. That when you get there, we have links to almost everything, our books, resources, podcasts, like, Everything is on there. So that's the best place. Ourpeacefulfamily.com?
1: Yes.
0: And I'm looking at it right now uh, while we're doing the interview and it's wonderful. It's like very clear, very generous, I might say. There's a lot of free information there that you can do. You can go and read the blog post. They're all very clear. And especially if you're newlyweds and you're listening to this right now, then you need need to go into ourpeacefulfamily.com and see a few of the many hurdles that uh, Ashley and Marcus have been documenting and fixing and helping people to understand better themselves and the the different pitfalls of marriage, especially for newlyweds. But as you also know, some of these things actually are relevant for all of us, uh, even after the first year. if you're interested on Ashley and Marcus' books, you could find them over there as well. So what we will do, we'll put a link on generousmerge.com so people could easily find you even if they're driving right now, or busy with their kids. This has been such a wonderful and inspiring uh, moment. Uh, Thank you so much for sharing with us your journey and some of your personal hurdles and how you help um, create tools for other people. I will definitely try to get my hand on the uh, adventure the our bucket list adventure journal because I think it's just such such a cute idea and such a practical way to connect with your spouse. So thank you for creating that too. And anything else that people need to know? Uh, it's our
3: pleasure to talk with you. Yes. Um, we really enjoy talking with you, and we're we are happy will to share our lessons that we've learned with other couples. And I know you guys also share, continue to share stories of other couples so listeners can improve their relationships. So I'm really happy with everything that you guys are also doing with sharing the message about how to improve ourselves to become better husbands and wives.
2: Yes, thank you.
0: Thank you so much, guys. Thank you.
1: Yeah, thank you. This has been awesome. I love how young you guys are and how wise and practical. So I can totally see how you are able to help people that has been with, uh, been married uh, for 25 years. Definitely. Thank you so much for everything you're doing.
0: Definitely what, what John Gottman calls uh, Masters of Relationships. So
2: wow. Yeah, we are not there yet. <laughs> We're going to get a complex here.
0: <laughs> I appreciate your time, guys. And again, thank you for all that you do. And uh, for you that listening right now on Generous, on your way somewhere, listening to Generous Marriage Podcast, please check the links for the Our Peaceful Family on the generous show notes and see you next week on the generous marriage podcast. Bye-bye.
1: Bye-bye. Bye.
0: Oh man, but this couple, Marcus and Ashley, they are super cute and they go through each hurdle and they get it resolved, but they also write a book as a result of it. And it's so, so fun and so yummy. Um, I really loved their, their bucket list book. And that is just sounds like a fun exercise to do with your spouse, uh, especially in a long term relationship to know what are your hopes and dreams for the relationship and for your life. What did you take out of this, Shachar?
1: So much, so much. It's hard to choose just one thing to talk about. They're just so cute and uh, smart and uh, practical. Uh... I guess I'll choose the one when they talk about talking about sex, about uh, reflecting and learning from each time uh, we have sex. And I I, I think that's wise, even though sometimes it's not comfortable. It feels like it's uh, stopping the flow or sometimes it's just too intimate, like too vulnerable to talk about it. We have so much shame and taboo around sex and the way to get out of that is by talking about it so i think that's a really good advice to to stop and talk even in the middle of a sex session and 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 for sure after how was it what did you like what could be better yeah great advice
0: and speaking of sex one of the results of sex is to have kids and uh ashley and marcus they have uh, a, a happy bunch of kids, and they've created um, uh, this this PDF for us to share with you guys that is really interesting, and it's all about the family theme. Yeah. Um, Shachar, uh, can you help us understand what's that all it's, about?
1: It's really cool. They, they help us, uh, you know, they help the readers distill a theme that describes their family I think it's really cute and cool, and it adds a deeper understanding of what you're doing well with your family. I think there's great value and a unique one. I've I've never heard anybody else do this kind of work, so it's really worth your time reading it. They they made us a really great ebook. Yes, excuse me.
0: (laughs) So so you can actually download uh, this PDF for free and learn how to create your own. Uh, I guess you can call it an elevator pitch for your family. Um, yeah. So you can go to generousmarriage.com, go to season two, episode 17, and yeah. you'll find the download button. It's free. And you can learn more about the PDF by Marcus and Ashley Kursi. And coming up next week, a very interesting episode with Rabbi Shlomo Slatkin, And uh, we're going to talk about the spiritual and the spiritual lessons that the religion teaches us. And there's a lot to learn from religion about relationships. Um, There's there's a lot of good things to learn. So uh, see you next week on the Generous Marriage Podcast.
1: See you next week. Bye-bye.